and welcome to Department of the Dead. I'm Amanda. And thoughts back. And thoughts back. Uh, I would. Well, I guess have, Amanda's back, really. I, I am. Back. I actually was thinking. I was like, it's felt like a long time, but it really wasn't that long. Like it was only like two weeks. Felt long. I like I doing felt- this. So. Yeah. You were like, can you come home so we can <laughs> record a podcast? But it's our little Sunday routine. Sunday routine. And so, unfortunately, I can't go back to work tomorrow. Because <laughs> my car no. my car decided to shit the bed. And the dealership, uh, they have to take a look at it. Because it could be, like, one of those things where the, um, like, some, some kind of, like, recall from... I guess the year that my car came out and the battery died, but then like it wouldn't start. And we were thinking it was the alternator and it locked up my parking brake. So we jumped the car and it worked again, but I'm very hesitant. I'm just happy that I'm not going to have to have it towed to the dealership because I don't know if my insurance covers that, but at least like playing it safe. And so I called my boss and he's like, yeah, just, just, extend your leave for a day you have enough user lose so yay hopefully it won't be that expensive for me to fix if there's something wrong hopefully it's nothing serious if you, if you have usaa it's uh it'll be free your tow oh okay yeah that's what i was thinking but my 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 jeep broke down and i had to get towed and usa took care of it oh okay well if it doesn't jeep start life. yeah <laughs> I had a friend in college and she had a Jeep that her dad got for her and it was the same year that she was born. Like it was like an early nineties Jeep. And uh yeah. yeah, she's like, It's so expensive to fix and I'm just like, Yeah, I, I don't know cars, so I can't do a car that requires maintenance. Yeah, it's Yeah, I'm not I'm not good at it either. I rely on my, my hillbilly friends. <laughs> I rely on YouTube, and if YouTube can't help me, then I'm just going to call a real adult to help me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Let's do it. We don't really have a topic this week, but we figured since the last time we did this, it was really scary. And I kid you not, I could not even take a nap when I was on staff duty. I kept seeing things out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, I read through them a couple times today. They're pretty good. Yeah. Good one. Oh, oh, the the spooky story. Yes. Yeah, so. I yeah, guess from we, the from the drive. Yes. So, since we didn't have an official topic for this well this week, I pulled the spooky stories that I had on my highlight reel from about two years ago, and I haven't looked at them for a while. So we're gonna read them again. And well, by we thoughts gonna read them, and I've got well two things. One fun factoids about uh, the area where I was on vacation, and then the second one is just a funny story from good old Texas. All right. <laughs> Do you want All me right. to just dive into these? Yeah, go right ahead. Cool beans. All right, we'll start at the top here. And one second. <laughs> oh my god. Classic. All right. Okay, and these were submitted to you. These these were um, you said they're a message to you, Amanda. Yeah, I was bored in quarantine, and so I asked people to send me spooky stories. And I haven't, I probably don't remember most of them honestly because I have just haven't looked in so long. So well, let yeah. me let me refresh you here. 
refresh my memory. It's all right. All over again. <laughs> First one. <clears throat> I was visiting the concentration camp Flossenburg in Germany with my parents, and one of the few buildings that remained was the furnace used to burn the bodies. My dad is in no way a superstitious person or one of or one that believes in ghosts or spirits. But when we went into that building, you could feel a change in energies. He walked out immediately, and he was definitely uh, one of the last few times in my life that I felt a presence or energy like that. That's the first guy. Germany in general is all fucked. Yeah, I I went when I was a cadet. I it's called CTLT, but I I just called it my cadet internship. And that was one of the bucket list items I had, morbid bucket list item, but was to visit a concentration camp. And yeah, like there's certain spots that you kind of feel that energy change. And it's, I think the creepiest part to me was like the trees, because you would look at the photos of the concentration camp from way back in the day and to now. And like the trees were just like little saplings and present day, they're just huge. And you're just like, wow. These these trees have seen some some shit. Yeah, that's wild. I want I need to go over there. I haven't been over to Europe for unless I'm flying to the Middle East, which that doesn't count. That doesn't count. They don't let you out of the no. airport. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Number two. Okay. I was sleeping on the couch one night in middle school. Rolled over to turn off the TV, and a little girl with blonde curly pigtails, blue eyes, and a baby blue ruffle dress was staring at me by the coffee table and giggled. Nothing else. I closed my eyes, and when I opened them again, she was gone. Later that week, I was at my granny's house looking at old family pictures for a project, and there was the girl in the same outfit. It turned out she had passed away on that property in 1904, and that's the perks of living on a property that's been in the family for over 100 years. Creepy. So, Little- for, I, I'm, after listening to that and revisiting it, I'm just thinking, is that person related to that? Ghost, I would think. I think so. If it's a family property, I mean, I don't know if they know like the lineage that far back, but I would think it's, yeah. Oh, no. I was just like thinking of residual energy and stuff like that, where when ghosts are trapped in a place and it's not necessarily like when they died per se, it's just like when they feel comfortable presenting themselves in a certain form given the environment. Yeah. I've heard that before. Sorry, I keep chugging water. So dehydrated. (laughs) No, you're good. Recovering from vacay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, But continue. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, My father... I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I need to detox my life. Yeah. You and me both, girl. But... Next. uh, Number three. My father passed away when I was two, and since he passed, our house started to have a certain events that scared my mother so bad, we left for a year. A radio system that he had bought would turn onto his favorite radio station, and around dinner every night when he would sit down to eat, almost as if he was saying he was there with us, candles would fall off the shelves while it lit and not spill one drop of wax. A desktop would turn on sometimes, and letters would start to pop up on the screen. My mom would unplug it before she could read anything. But what made us leave was when my mother had a date stay the night about two years after he passed. They fell asleep, but when my mom woke up, the guy was gone. She called him, and said, and he said in the middle of the night, a man was standing over him and said he had to leave. He described my dad to a T and even said he was wearing what my dad wore the night he passed away. Fuck. 
Um, <laughs> I still feel as if so, sorry. There's one more. Dad cock blocked it. <laughs> yeah, really. Get the fuck out. At least he waited till after they slept, though. I mean. Yeah, but how would you describe that? That you were cock blocked by a ghost? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'd. <laughs> I probably wouldn't go back, though. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are not. His friends aren't going to believe that story. That one's good, though. I read that earlier, and I got goosebumps again. I uh, just, just the, the when I hear about ghosts and other things standing over a bed while you're sleeping, and like one of the most vulnerable places you could be, like that just. Mm. Yeah, I wonder how the guy reacted. Like clearly, oh. he got out of bed quietly enough not to wake up the woman he was with. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I probably would have ran out naked or just drove him naked or something. <laughs> Do you think the ghost was still standing there as he was leaving, like following him out the door? Like, yes, you will leave. You will leave right now. <laughs> you forgot your wallet. <laughs> you forgot him. <laughs> Escorts him like, to the front door. Yeah. Throws him the car keys, holds the door for him. Stands out on the porch, making sure he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> get on, get gong it now well hopefully he wasn't there if they had sex if he was watching that too oh no i mean you think he would have been right mm, maybe. maybe they didn't do it maybe, maybe they just slept over they were chased did i say that right chast oh yeah uh chast. it's a chastity belt right yeah chat but is it chast. chased chased chast i don't know I don't know. Let's go chest. That's we're probably chest. both wrong, but if you're listening, let us know what it is. Chaste, chast, chastity. <laughs> cock, hashtag cock blocked by a ghost. Um, <laughs> no, I, when you when you said the radio, I actually had a thought pop into my head. I was listening to uh, another podcast. They were talking about Phillyisms, or like Pennsylvania. That oh, was their okay. topic, but like they were going over the dialect of Philly and um, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and I have to ask: Is K K K is it K K a radio station? Um, it's been a while since I lived there. K K, just just K K, no like follow on numbers. I think it's like K A K Y K K. Is that a Philly? Is that a Philly one or Pittsburgh one? I think that might be a Pittsburgh one. But they were talking about all these different inflections and everything. And I'm just like, ah. you know, it's English that's being spoken to you. But it didn't feel like English was being spoken to you. It's, um, I mean, hold on. I'm, trying, I'm Googling it right now. There's nothing coming up. Um, yeah, like every, they have their own little language down there, just like most cities, I guess. Especially like if you go to South Philly, the Italians really talk a different way. Hold on. Pittsburgh sayings i'm i'm derailing right now real quick just because this is on my on my mind you're good the big difference uh that like people catch on like so you know like how in texas they say y'all yeah philly they say use pittsburgh they say yins with a z um yeah like hey what are you yins doing like don't the fuck does that even mean don't say that what they eagles like it's they were they were saying they they read a sentence as if somebody from uh, Pittsburgh was saying it, or no, Philly. Maybe it was Philly, but they were calling the the Eagles the Eggles. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to have like a 
a Pennsylvania, like Philly breakdown of sayings from you. We'll let you compile that for next time. Per, yeah, per neighborhood. I was already ex- explaining my roommate how to order a cheesesteak yesterday. How do you order a cheesesteak? That's all. Uh, so <laughs> here we go. Crack my knuckles. <laughs> All right. So if you go outside, all right. So first off, if you're listening and you're outside of Philly, right, you're not buying a Philly, a Philly cheesesteak. All right. It's just a cheesesteak. And when you're in the city, um, you get whisk cheese is like the traditional one. So when you order it, you either have it with onions or without. So how you'd order it is you don't say anything else. You just say whiz wit. And that means it's a cheesesteak with, uh, Whiz cheese and with onions. If you don't want onions, you just say whiz without. And that's it. That's all you say. And they hand it to you, cash only, and you get the fuck out of there. But that's it. That's all you say. Whiz wit, whiz without. Or like what? you get like provolone too, which you don't get provolone. I don't, people do it. I don't get it. But that's it. What? It's that easy too. Like I don't know why. Like uh, It's very frustrating. They, people, I, I don't get it. Because in Colorado, I went to a place called... <laughs> Not <laughs> it makes perfect sense. When ah. I was in Colorado, I'm in Colorado, and I went to a place called The Taste of Philly, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get going here and be pissed off. And yeah, like it was just like, like, just why even call it this? It's just and Charlie's, right? Every 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 base has Charlie's. Uh huh. It's fucking it's fucking pathetic that place and their and their cheesesteak. Don't get me started. That's a different segment. <sighs> Just call it a cheesesteak, you know. Don't get my city tied to it. (laughs) It was. Oh wait, no. This is this is a Pittsburgh one. Yeah, red up. Apparently, means yeah, means clean, tidy up, red up. All right. Yeah, that makes. Have you heard of like uh, Jeet before? Jeet. Oh, did you eat? Yeah, did you eat? Yeah, we we say that in Iowa. Jeet. Jeet. (laughs) I like that. Okay, back back to ghost. We did. We should do like. Philly ghost stories. Philly. I bet you they got some good ones. Yeah, they they have a lot of good ghost tours there too, especially like um the Delaware River, like the submarines and the older ships have a lot of good tours there. Oh fuck yeah, let's do that for another episode. And then you can really Speak- like crank out your your Philly accent. Yeah. Speaking of Philly, there's a <laughs> old Betsy Ross flag. Spangled. Um how do I turn this around? My God, Amanda, help me. I am right. over here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Next story. All right. Next one. And I think this, you and Tails were talking about this place. So correct me when I fuck it up. Throwback to Muscatatuk Urban Training Center. Muscatatuk. Fall FTX. Muscatatuk. Muscatatuk. Urban Training Center. All right. You you read this one. I can't. Uh, Muscatatuck Urban Training Center for Fall FTX. We went to the old prison and the crematorium through the tunnels and took pictures and several orbs actually appeared in the photos, most clearly in the bathroom. And I have that little orb photo I sent you and Tails a while ago when I was in the field. It was like coming up around like my, uh, actually wearing this sweatshirt. I showed you guys like coming up around here. It's like a little yellow one. Oh, if you remember. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Mm. And it was moot. It was moving too. That was weird. We can oh. post that. Yes. All right. This one's good. <clears throat> 1992, living in California, and I have an imaginary friend named Bobby. My parents said that things would fall over or break, lights turn on off, and I was two to three years old, which they found odd 
but I always just said, it was Bobby, not me. And always ask if Bobby could go places with us, but then I would say, Bobby just wants to stay here, or things to that effect. I think it was like my third or fourth birthday. I was in the backyard kicking a ball around by myself, and my neighbors asked my parents, like, what is wrong with this kid, since I was just isolated, playing by myself or whatever. My mom explained that I was playing with my imaginary friend, Bobby, and that's all I ever wanted to do. The neighbor turned pale white and said, the family that lived here before you had a son many years ago who died when he was five from cancer named Bobby. Jeez. Oh, it's so sad, though. Yeah, that is we sad. And then uh, eventually he moved to Texas and the parents asked if Bobby was coming with him. And the kid said no, because Bobby said he wanted to stay there and they never he never talked about it again. Well, I forgot about that one. That was sad. That one's really sad. Yeah. Kid cancer is whack. Not oh. not cool, Amanda. Thanks for making me read that. I'm di- <laughs> you picked him out. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, uh, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, if you're listening out there, we love you. No. Oh. Hope you're doing great. Uh, this one's good. <clears throat> I went on a ghost trip not too long ago. Uh, well, kind of, but same deal. I had a super weird thing happen to me at the Winchester house. Oh, I, don't know I know if you've about heard that the Winch- one. I'll finish reading it, and then if you know yeah. more information on it, feel free. I'll shut up now. I don't know if you've heard of the Winchester house or read on the history of the Winchester family, in which case you said, yes, you did. Long story short, I went with my parents like two years ago, and we did the whole tour or whatever, and I was trying to be the tough guy. Like, where can I get? Where can I go in this, the scariest place in this house? So the guy that worked there takes me to this hallway and said, he's like, so-and-so used to sit down here in a rocking chair. And I don't like going down here because it's always weird or stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm the cool guy. And I walk down and I'm talking, talking shit to my dad, who is a total straight edge and doesn't believe in any of this stuff. And he said, can you stop? Something feels really weird. And I look at my watch and it had stopped working and no shit. This thing just explodes off my wrist into six pieces. It was a Sangin Instruments watch that I got for my promotion to captain. Automatic. It had a leather band on it. The whole nine just like fell apart, fell to the floor. I was like, okay, nope, I'm out. That's the end of that one. And if you have anything to add to the Winchester house. I heard about this house a couple times. I want to say like two years ago, maybe like a year ago. But the Winchester house was um, built by... Oh my God, what was her name? Anyway, she was the heiress of the Winchester fortune. They they made the Winchester rifles. But the reason that that family is like haunted or cursed is because that rifle was used, I believe, during the Civil War. And that was like, you know, I mean, people want to, they're going to blame like the deaths of those soldiers on the rifle. And the, it's just like this whole thing. But anyway, the woman who lived in that house, she was told by, Uh, I think an oracle that she was cursed and these bad spirits were trying to find her. And the only way that she would be able to distract them and divert them is if this house that she was living in had doors like leading to nowhere, staircases leading to the ceilings. It's just this wacky house. And it's, and she just kept building. And there was, it was never a time when that house was finished up until she died. So if you go there, it's, it's got all these random doors and windows that have, you know, uh, brick behind them. It's, I mean, I don't know how big it is. I think it's huge if it's the mansion. Um, I'd have to right. look at pictures of it. But I just, 
hearing that, I'm like, God, that'd be expensive. And to me, I hate home remodeling projects to my core because they just, I, I want everything to be done now. I'm a very all in or all out person and projects that take time like that are the bane of my existence, which is why I'm dreading remodeling our kitchen. (laughs) So something like that would be literally my worst nightmare. Having some Oracle tell me you are going to be killed at the hands of these ghosts, unless you keep building things in your house to distract and mislead the ghosts. Oh, fuck. I got to put in another fireplace. Where's this one going? Just, just to the second floor. Just. So is this Oracle like a, like a prankster? You know, know, maybe she just, decided hey i'm just gonna tell her this one day and see if she falls for it and it's just be- <clears throat> it, she just <laughs> it just went too, it. <laughs> went too far <laughs> oh my god but yeah that that's goes and tells her other her other oracle friends that she took the bait you'll, you'll never believe what this bitch just did <laughs> <laughs> she's building another staircase that's the sixth one that's the sixth one but yeah, I mean, it it's interesting. I I would have to relook at the stuff so that There's a rifle in the house, like the a Winchester rifle. Is in that what house? it's from? No, the the fucking place that No. At. No, I mean, she was the heiress of that uh that company that made those rifles. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. like the, that's why the oracle was saying, well, you know, because this was the weapon used in the Civil War, and so many people died. This is why your family's cursed. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, imagine, imagine that being used as a uh, a reason for gun control nowadays. The oracles. The oracles, but don't give any politicians any ideas. <laughs> Just gun going after gun manufacturers and saying, "Hey, you're gonna be cursed unless you build staircases leading to nowhere and <laughs> need, <laughs> an obscene yeah, amount of I windows." Need, I need proof of it's like in Rick and Morty, like real fake doors. Oh my God. Just a house of random doors going nowhere. Okay. Anything else to add for uh, the Winchester house? Not at the time. Although I do feel bad for that guy because that's an expensive watch. Yeah. Do you have any others? Any alien story? Um, per chance. Let me see. Hold on. Did I read an alien one? Do you remember there being an alien one? I feel like there was, but if that wasn't part of the one, the batch that you picked, totally okay. I was just, I'm feeling aliens from some weird shit that's been happening these past few days. No aliens this episode. We'll just get into that future episode. But I did want to share a little tidbit, little factoid thing that I found out while I was on vacation and we were in Florida and we were on the, the Gulf side. So have you heard of the Calusa tribe? No. So they are considered a lost tribe. Like their tribe completely died out. That's that's what the, all the articles that I looked up were saying too. But that was from our airboat tour guide who had a mullet and it was fantastic. I believe him. <laughs> he was talking about how he schooled this uh, marine biologist on one of the tours that he did. Because apparently the mangrove trees that grow, they're so yep. smelly. They're so smelly. But he was talking about all the... The trees, they have the sacrificial leaves. And then the marine biologist is like, there's no such thing as a sacrificial leaf because they all contain salt water. And the guy's like, yeah, but they all contain salt water, but some contain more salt water than others. And there's an inevitable fact that every leaf will eventually become a sacrificial leaf. And sure enough, 
the marine biologist was wrong. The tour guide was right. And he was like, how does it feel to get schooled by a dude in a bullet? And you spent four <laughs> years at your university. <laughs> in your face. Yeah. But it was it was a really cool little boat tour. We didn't see too many gators except for the beginning. Uh, it's apparently too hot for them to be out and about. But we did pass by one of the seminal setups that they had. And that's when he started talking about the Calusa tribe. So they were a tribe that was they first inhabited the uh, the Keys. And so compared to other indigenous people of North America, relatively little is known about the Calusa. And they're often called the Lost Tribe because they mysteriously disappeared sometime in the 1700s. So what we know from the existence of these tribes is from written accounts of Spanish explorers when they first encountered them in the early 1500s. Okay. And so the Spanish explorers estimated that the tribe was large, probably around 50,000 Calusas inhabited the islands. And they were known as the Marquesas at the time, according to ancient maps. And the tribe lived and built their homes on larger, more established islands and had an accumulation of sand on their western side. And apparently that was to prevent mosquitoes and I guess other harsh winds. there's, There's a reason behind it, which that's all ancient history now. They built their homes also on stilts. They wove palmetto. Did I say that right? Palmetto? Palmetto? Yeah. Palmetto leaves. The the leaves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So those were used to fashion the roofs. And there's no evidence that the houses contained walls. And honestly, I'm just thinking about Florida. And like, that would be ungodly hot. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to do what you got to do. So their huts were similar to the Seminole tribe, which the Seminoles are still around today. And you'll see some of the I mean, if you go on any of the tours in the Everglades, um, eventually you'll see the remains of those huts. The origins of the Calusa are unknown, but scientists believe they may have migrated to the Keys from Polynesia. Now you'll hear, this is why that's a little bit important here in a bit. They didn't cultivate, they, they sailed, they fished. The women, they didn't hunt or gather. They, they didn't farm or anything, so the women would go collect clams and mussels and anything else like found on the beaches. Like, I guess that was their form of gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so unlike other Northern American tribes, the Calusa did not make pottery, but they did collect shells, which they made their tools out of. Yeah. Basically it's just kind of showing like how resourceful they were in the environment, which they lived and they were also pirates. So oh. they were great sailors and they would sail up and down um, the coast of Florida and then they'd go all the way south to Cuba. Uh, they would salvage okay. ship. They salvaged shipwrecks, and they accumulated this like mass amount of wealth, like in gold. And they also attacked Spanish ships, and they knew the way of the land. So it was like, oh shoot, what are you gonna do? You're like an explorer to the new world, but these people have lived here for like centuries. Yeah. Now this is why the Polynesian thing is important. The most interesting thing about the Calusa was their height. They were extraordinarily tall. Archaeologists have determined that the average tribesman was between six and seven feet tall. What the fuck? I, yeah. And that's mm. why it's weird. And that's what our tour guide told us that too. He's like, the bizarre thing about it is like the closer you get to the equator, mammals, including people, are typically shorter. Right. Whereas in the north, like that's why you see a deer or yeah, like a deer in the north is going to be way, way bigger than a deer that is found in Florida. Yeah. So hmm. no one really knows exactly what the causes of the demise of the Calusa. So speculations are like they may have overfished the waters and succumbed to smallpox or um, the Spanish explorers 
captured them and sold them as slaves. But it's also believed that the remaining Calusa fled the Keys sometime in the early 1700s and the descendants live in Cuba. There's also a couple theories that something to do with aliens. There you go. I can't find too much about it, but I haven't done too, too much digging. I tried Reddit and Reddit showed up like nothing other than the, like uh, areas that they those tribes used to live. Super fucking haunted. But oh, yeah. I got another oh, another little short little thing about the uh, the height of these people. Let's so hear it. in 1925, there were huge skeletal skeleton remains found in Florida by workmen grading a road near Charlotte and Lee County lines uh, in Florida. The bones were believed to be male and they were approximately seven feet tall. They were shipped to the, the Smithsonian Institution and were never seen again. I feel like that seems to happen a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a great segue into the giants of Afghanistan. Mm, that hopefully mm. will be our next episode. We just got a tales. Tales, like, tales. Tales. I doubt you're listening to this, but we need you, dude. <laughs> he, he's, um, he's snorkeling today. Must be nice to live in paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love, I like that stuff. I could see them, like, 50,000 people, though. I mean, it's hard to like kind of fall off the earth. Um, Cubans aren't necessarily small if they went to Cuba. But that's I like to think, hmm? I think I think the aliens took them. The aliens? Yeah, mm-hmm. or something. Ha- has to be. Or, I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I can kind of see disease wiping a lot of those, um, the tribesmen people out. But it's just interesting that, you know, you have these tribes from other ancient Native American tribes that are still here today, but that particular one is just gone. It's like, it, it kind of, to me, it kind of gives like Atlantis vibes, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel like at least now they have, they'll find skeletons, you know, the old structures where they used to live. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I feel, like, I feel like now there's like answers to fucking everything, or at least the direction to what happened. Yeah, but the government's keeping it from us. Because it's aliens. It's aliens. They don't want us to know. Yep. Well, that was my little interesting thing about my vacation, other than we stayed at a billionaire's house for free. That was fucking awesome. The, uh, yeah, that whole trip was just incredible. Like, we stumbled in on it. Like, my boyfriend got, you know, somebody came into the their office space and was like, hey, does anyone want to go to Florida for five days completely free? And nobody else was biting. And he was like, oh. Uh, we'll go and they flew us out there we stayed at this huge huge house in naples and apparently that's like the second biggest area per capita that has the most amount of million billionaires there so oh shoot we we had just missed the uh the raid of the uh trump estate too oh yeah we could have been a part of that one Mm. oh no wait that was palm beach but anyway so i have one more story and this has to do with uh, the second place. Well, I didn't visit it, but we drove by it. This was a good old story from Fort Hood from 2016. I'm really hoping you remember this. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Okay. Are you ready? So this is, yep. I kind of want to do, just so the listeners are here, I kind of want to do a little bit of true crime in this podcast. We're kind of still testing the waters and saying what we want to do and how we want to structure it. But themes definitely wanted to do true crime and i also want to do dumb criminals and i wish i had access to the mp blotters but i just don't 
apparently you have to have special access to get that. Can is it like open though? Like can an MP friend like send it to us? Mm-hmm. If anyone's an MP out there, please send me the funny stories. Please. <laughs> please. But okay, so this one is not from the MPs, but it does involve someone in the military. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Fort Hood soldier escaped cop car, stole an ambulance, crashed it, and ran away. Yep. Tracking this one. Oh, my God. I just love it. I love it so much. Again, this is an older article, but it's still a fucking gem. Police in Texas have Specialist Taylor Patterson, a 22-year-old soldier stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, in custody after a night of pretty incredible drunken debauchery based off of local news reports. Officers in Harker Heights, just outside of Fort Hood, found drunk Patterson after responding to a 911 call May 24th at 4 a.m. reporting an unresponsive man sitting in a car behind a building. Police found Patterson at the scene and called an ambulance due to the apparent intoxication of the individual, local authorities said in a press release. This detail will become very important here in a moment. When confronted by the police and medical personnel, Patterson became combative and was arrested for public intoxication, Harker Heights Police Sergeant Roosevelt Wilson told news reporters. None of this is particularly newsworthy yet. Drunk people are arrested in America every day, but it's about to get amazing. Now, under arrest, Patterson decided he wanted to make a break for it, despite the fact that he was double locked. He was in double locked handcuffs in the back of a patrol car with a seat buckled. (laughs) He allegedly allegedly somehow managed to unbuckle his seatbelt and maneuver his restraints in front of him. He must have been very flexible. Yeah, that's that's like I can't do that. (laughs) He's double jointed. I can't can't even scratch my back. So some Cirque du Soleil shit. Watch this. But (laughs) hold my beer. He was somehow able to defeat both the seatbelt and get his handcuffs to the front where he proceeded to force open the locked screen that separates the prisoners and the officers, Wilson said. He then tried to tactically acquire the police shotgun in the car, but was, thank God, unsuccessful in that endeavor. Patterson did, however, succeed in firing around from the weapon. What? I don't remember that part. After successfully attempting to drive off in the police car, he jumped behind the wheel of an ambulance, crashed it into at least one police car at the scene, and then took off down the highway. Patterson, still handcuffed, I forgot this part, he was still handcuffed, led police down Highway 90 in Texas and used the radio and the ambulance to taunt police, telling them he was heavily armed and had been trained as an Army Special Forces soldier. Oh, God. (laughs) This guy's the man. Sometime thereafter, the Special Forces soldier crashed into a pole near the exit and was taken into custody. Everybody was shocked. Everybody was surprised. But we have someone in an altered mental state because of alcohol, and they're determined and they're focused. Things can happen, Wilson said. (laughs) Miraculously, no one was injured during the incident, and Patterson is in jail. See if that holds him and is awaiting charges. (laughs) Saying he was assigned to the 615th. Uh, Aviation Support Brigade, 1st Air Cavalry Brigade in the 1st Cav Division, and where his military career has undoubtedly suffered a setback. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was he only drunk? That's fucking <laughs> good for him. I'm not even upset. That's pretty impressive. I was reading through the comments of this article and they were like, nope. You should just send him to Sears school. <laughs> yeah, seriously. he crush it there. Oh my god. <laughs> We need more stories like this. I mean, the army's got plenty of them. Like the guy who's that one officer. I forget what drugs he was on, but he stole like the uh, 1068 and drove 
Bond. Wait, an officer? Yeah, he was. I think he was like a two LT or first lieutenant. I think he was like on LSD and stole that armored track vehicle and like drove <laughs> off the base with it. <gasps> what? What was that? It was a few years ago. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't hear about that. Oh, that's funny. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. Yes. Uh, I just brought it up. Company commander steals armored vehicle from National Guard base. <laughs> Fucking yeah, first lieutenant. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's that's. Not uncommon in the guard to have a lieutenant as a commander. <laughs> Jesus, I'm texting it to you now. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, we can just like the hamster segment. We can end each of these like this. Okay. Shall I read this one? Oh, uh, the one I just sent you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is from the Army Times, Richmond, Virginia. An Army National Guard officer accused of stealing an armored personnel carrier from a Virginia base said he had permission to take the APC, but Guard officials denied that on Thursday. First Lieutenant Joshua Philip Yabut, 29, of Richmond, was charged with eluding police and unauthorized use of a vehicle, the Virginia National Guard said in the news release. He's accused of leading police on more than a 60-mile chase while under the influence of drugs, police said Wednesday. The vehicle which drives on tracks like a tank, was stolen Tuesday evening from Fort Pickett in Blackstone. Police chased it for about two two hours? 60 miles, two hours? I don't know. Two, Yeah, police chased it for about two hours at speeds as high as 40 miles per hour before the driver. <laughs> or just seeing the police like driving up next to him, like, pull over, and he's probably like, no! No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Before the driver stopped and surrendered near Richmond City Hall, Virginia State Police said. The guard said the personnel carrier was driven away during routine training at Fort Pickett and was returned to the base. The vehicle wasn't equipped with any weapons, but Yabut had his personal weapon with him without any ammunition, the guard said. Police said an investigation it, the police said an investigation is ongoing and declined to comment on the motive for stealing the vehicle, but Yabut was under the influence of drugs when he was arrested. In a Wednesday evening phone call from Virginia Central State Hospital, Yabut told the Associated Press he was authorized to take the vehicle on a pre-planned route as part of a training exercise to gauge the police response. Oh, my God. It's really. I'm just testing you. They're going to believe this. (laughs) All right. End X scenarios over. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. The psychiatric hospital is in Petersburg, Virginia, and its patients include people receiving court-ordered mental health evaluations and treatment. But a spokesperson for the Virginia National Guard is refuting Yabut's claim that he had been ordered by his brigade commander to drive the armored personnel carrier off base. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Come on, sir. Get my back, sir. Oh, Yabut also denied authorities' claim that he was under the influence of drugs during the incident. That's a big... No, with capital letters, he said. With capital letters. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I his, just, his career is also over. I don't know if you can see. That's his mugshot. C- look at those bloodshot eyes. But look at look at his eyes. Those yeah, motherfuckers not, are red. That is not a sober person. Oh, God. <clears throat> oh, my God. Fucking National Guard, man. We, we're not much better. We can't make fun my- of them. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think she leaves next week. But anyway, so apparently there is an Indiana reservist. Like they they drill for free. Like they don't get paid to drill. Yeah. And uh, there's apparently this 
one of the officers, I don't even know how this works or how they get invited to do these like live fire exercises. I think this sounds like some backwoods Indiana sh- bullshit, but apparently they're on AT with them right now and they're doing live fire exercises and running uh, the pistol range and said that their general could not qualify and their command sergeant major of their Indiana National Guard Reserve militia, so to speak, their command sergeant major took about four iterations to qualify. I'm like, you motherfuckers are from Indiana. For shame. For shame. For shame. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen some crazy shit. And I they, believe they, it, though. They promote themselves, too. What the fuck? But one guy just decided he was going to be the lieutenant general. I'm ready now. I My time has come. <laughs> but well, I, I don't get it. it. They get yeah, paid if they get, get activated. I'm like, who? I asked. I was like, hey, like how... If they drill for free, what do they do? She's she says, well, it's mostly like a like a Freemasons meeting. If you think about it, they they just meet up and drink coffee and eat donuts at their armories <laughs> once a month. I worked in Texas uh, for training, and there was like the Texas. It's like the it's what is it? It's not the National Guard. It's essentially like its own militia too. Mm-hmm. And they had like their annual training there, and I was so fucking confused like what these people were doing. Um, yeah, the OCPs, instead of the American flag patch, they had a Texas flag patch. Um, and they pretty much just hung out in like the barracks and like, I don't know. I was very confused. I don't understand it, but it's a thing. This sounds like the Boy Scouts with extra steps. Yeah. Like the militarized Boy Scouts of America. I feel like I (laughs) could see these people too. Like these are the people that you see at Walmart. Oh, absolutely. The like the people of Walmart. Those are the people of Walmart. Yep, with their grunt style T-shirts on. God. Uh, I wonder if they have like their own version of like special forces or rangers within. I I can't even comprehend that honestly, but I'm sure they do. Oh my god! Oh my god! I need to learn. I need to do some research on this because. Yeah, you, you think you think the guard is bad, which honestly, the guard not always. I mean, they've been activated more than uh, active duty has on certain things, but that's here or there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look into it. I know, like they don't answer. They don't resp- answer to like the POTUS. They're like highest chain of commands, like the state, like senator or some shit too. Because we were like Google, like researching it when we were there, because we were confused what the fuck these people were doing. But it's a thing. Does the governor even know that? They work for him, her? I think so, because when we were there, they were being activated to go to the border, um, Mexico-Texas border. But I don't I don't know like how it conflicts with National Guard people. I don't know. It seems made up. I have so many questions. That'll be your uh, your homework tonight. Look into it. Yeah. I, it's... Oh, my. Can you imagine, like, the Louisiana National Guard Reserves? <laughs> I can't imagine a lot of these states, honestly. Uh, I feel like there, it's this. This has to be like a Bible Belt thing. Maybe it seems like I, it. I, I, I've I never heard see, of it. I can't see some some place like California having this. Yeah, right. No way. Yeah. I don't know, but it's out there. It's out there. Well, that is all the time we have. Cause I realize it is late, and I have not had dinner yet. Go get you some food. I will I get go to bed too. Okay. Well, hopefully, Tails will be with us next time. If not, we still have. 
plenty more episodes prepared, but this is just a nice little coast back into reality, unfortunately for me, coming off of leave. Yeah. Mm, needs to be longer. Get your car fixed and Fine. get back to work. No, I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week, guys. All right. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. We love you. Stay spooky. <laughs> Stay spooky. All right. See you later, Amanda. Bye.